0: Welcome to go Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government.
1: So I'm here today with Brian Fox. Uh, Brian is the chairman of the Fire and Rescue Commission, which will explain kind of what that is and what they do in a little bit. Brian also volunteers with Mount Cross Volunteer Fire Department. He's the chairman of their board, and he's also the deputy chief of the Danville Lifesaving Crew. Brian, thanks for being here. Thank you. So first, if you just kind of want to tell me a little bit about yourself, I know you're kind of very involved in in fire and rescue throughout Danville and Pennsylvania County. So kind of tell me about yourself and, and how you got started and all that.
0: So I, I'm Brian Fox. I was born and raised here in Danville. Graduated from GW. When I was about 16 years old, I became a lifeguard like most teenagers. Took mm-hmm. some Red Cross first aid CPR classes, which really sparked an interest to me to go further and deeper. So at 16 years old, I went ahead and got my Virginia EMT back then. Graduated high school, and in 1992, I began volunteering with the Danville Lifesaving Crew, which I did for about seven and a half to eight years So dynamics change, family dynamics, work, everything. So I had to kind of step away from being a volunteer with the Life Lifesaving Crew for a period of time. Fast forward to 2014, we were cleaning out our attic at home. Uh, My oldest son found my box of old keepsakes and memorabilia from the Life Lifesaving Crew. And it was a a part of, I guess, my life that he really didn't know even existed prior to them being born. So that kind of sparked an interest in him to want to get into that. So mm-hmm. he went and got his EMT also at 16 years old. So Mount Cross said, we'd love to have you. They took him in. So then I get the, hey, dad, come run with me. And and I could only put up resistance for so long. So went back and got all of my credentials and certifications back. Uh, been with Mount Cross since 2015. Then fast forward to 2015, I'd been with Verizon Communications. Been with them for about 19, a little over 19 years. Well, about that time, a position opened at the Danville Lifesaving Crew called Assistant Executive Director. And they encouraged me to apply for that position, which I did and subsequently got the position. Fast forward a little further, uh, that title got changed to Deputy Chief of Operations. And then in 2019, I got a phone call that said, hey, we're, de- we're developing this thing called the Fire Rescue Commission in the county. We'd like to know if you'd like to talk about interviewing for a spot on that. And again, they, they talked me into it. <laughs> I-, I was glad for the opportunity though, because I- I'm really excited, because anytime we have a, a chance to take something and make it better, that's a win for everybody. in Fire at EMS has, has. Predominantly not been viewed through the years as a customer service-based organization, but we're we're a customer service. That's what we do. Right. So everybody calls 911 our customer. So the, that gave me an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than myself, bigger than Mount Cross, bigger than Danville. Mm-hmm. It's the entire county improving that customer service relationship so that when the citizens of the county call 911, we're going to assure that they're going to get a high-quality level of service, right. be it fire or EMS.
1: So talk to me about what you've kind of seen Volunteering, especially in, in Pennsylvania County. Yeah, so
0: Pennsylvania County has 20 to 22 different agencies in the county, some strictly fire, some strictly EMS, some that are combination fire and EMS. Volunteerism is really getting tough. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's taken multiple incomes to run a household now. As expenses go up, volunteerism starts to go down because people have to work those multiple jobs to make that income. So one of our biggest challenges is trying to figure out, okay, where can what well do we draw these volunteers out of? Where can we go recruit these volunteers and how do we get them in? And do we sweeten the pot by saying, hey, you know, we'll do things like we'll buy you a new pair of boots every year. Some agencies even got to the point where they, they do a rewards program where they reward their members for running a certain amount of calls or uh, you know, per call. Some of them do it at the end of the year based on how many calls they ran. They, do, they, they give them things. They do things for them to try to incentivize them mm-hmm. to make those volunteers, one, feel appreciated, but two, reward them for their time because time does equate to money. Mm-hmm. And volunteering versus going to work a paying job, that kind of costs that volunteer member some money right. that they may need to live on. So some of the agencies have really been very proactive in stepping up to take care of their members, to make sure that they can encourage that volunteerism and keep that spirit of service going.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're saying volunteer getting volunteers is the hardest part. And it I know is. that's something that I, I had Chris Slimp on here last week. And, you know, we kind of talked about that too, that that's, that's one of the biggest challenges you guys face. And it's also just the sheer size of Pennsylvania County. You know, we're the largest county in Virginia where, you know, we have 60,000 people, but it, it can take 50 minutes to get from, from one side to the other. So I know that presents some, some unique challenges as well.
0: It 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 is almost inconceivable to think about that of those volunteers covering almost a thousand square miles, mm-hmm. you know, and being volunteers. Right. I, I tip my hat to each and every one of them. They're they're the they're the pack mules that are carrying this load on their back every day to make sure these calls get run, mm-hmm. and they're doing a heck of a job, and we really appreciate
1: them. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about the the fire and rescue commission. I know that was formed as you said in, in two thousand late two thousand nineteen. What's kind of your guys' role?
0: The Pennsylvania County Fire and Rescue Commission envisions an emergency series system. It is the mission of the commission to continually improve and seek excellence in fire and rescue services through a one-team and one-system approach, encompassing the Board of Supervisors, the commission, county staff, and the county's volunteer fire and rescue agencies. So what we do is we make sure that when you call 911, we again want to ensure that the need gets met in a timely manner. We wanna provide the best customer service. Some of the ways we can assure that are by creating standards, which the commission has done. We've set up working with the Fire Rescue Association, which is a collaborative effort of all the member agencies in the mm-hmm. county. We've worked with them to establish chief standards, apparatus standards, so that if if you're with Fire Department XYZ and Fire Department ABC pulls up, those two trucks can interface, hook together, and there, there's no potential for damage to any trucks and the customers need, the citizens need, however right. you want to determine, they, their need gets met. Yeah, so it, it used to be, hey, if you get an outside fire, you might get two fire stations. Now we're going to send three. You get a structure fire. We used to send three. Now we're going to send four. Mm-hmm. But it's all said and done. and And the last line has been signed. It's about making sure that we provide that quality service. The citizens of Pennsylvania County.
1: Right, and I think it's important what you mentioned. You know that you guys are working with all these different groups. That you, you know, you're you're working with the Fire and Rescue Association to hear what what the different agencies are saying. You're you're getting input from Public Safety, working with them to make sure as as you talked about these standards are in place. I think that's that's really cool. The role that you guys are playing in sort of bringing everyone together and making, making the system work better, essentially.
0: And and for for a long time, the, the, and we don't like to talk about certain things in certain arenas, but there was some territorialism. if that's a word, Mm -hmm. where Mount Cross, that's my 10 square miles of the county. I don't want anybody else coming in there. We can handle our own business. But can I afford to be territorial? And is it right and fair to that patient and their family to be territorial? Or is it better to say, hey, anybody that's trained passing through this area, this nearby, this cardiac arrest, pull in there and do what you're trained to do. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what the address is. It doesn't matter who the first due agency is. Let's help those citizens because that's what we're here for, ultimately. Regardless of what the uniform says, it's about the patient when it's all said and done. Right. So, and there's been a lot of discussion with that and a lot of growth. One thing we did see back during the ice storm a few months ago, I I, I was at home and I, I was listening and, and out responding some, and I, and I watched agencies come together. You know, agencies had their back against the wall. Some of the agencies had 30, 40 calls in 24 hours, and the system was completely overwhelmed. I know Chris said that the call volume to the 911 center just exploded mm-hmm. during all that.
1: It was higher than Tropical Storm Michael. Right, and, yeah. and I
0: watched, I watched multiple agencies in different jurisdictions come together and team up. And if, if this agency was really bombarded and their neighbor didn't have any calls, their neighbor didn't wait to be asked to go on that call. That neighboring agency went ahead and took that call and said, hey, we're going to come help y'all because we know you got your back against the wall. That one team, one mission concept, I saw it that day, clearer than I've ever seen it before then. And, and, and I think that day was was a turning point. You know, because since then, you know, it's it's still there. It hasn't gone away in, in the the six, eight, ten weeks, whatever it been since that storm. Mm-hmm. It's still there, and and if we can hold on to that, that's going to take us light years down the road.
1: It is a it is a system. Yes, these are separate agencies, but they have to work together for any for for these emergencies to be able to be responded Correct. to effectively and in, in, yes, in the right amount of time, as you said. Yeah, and I think what you're I mean, you're talking earlier about territorialism and how that that's decreasing and how, I mean, it has to for, for this, our public safety system to effectively serve the citizens or the customer, as you've been saying, it, it has to be all of these units, yes, still separate units, but also coming together and working together. So um, that's, that's really, really good and really exciting to see. And we, you know, we appreciate the role that the the Fire and Rescue Commission is playing and making all of that happen. And also, I mean, even bringing in public safety, I know we, we brought on, as you said, our own public safety staff beginning. Last year. And I know that was a big step because before, you know, we'd been relying on contractors and that was hit and miss. And and we ended up having a lot of uh, difficulties with that. So I know they're they're playing that same role that, you know, they're if they get there first, they get there first, but they're working right alongside those volunteers. And it doesn't really matter. Whose name is on the side of the truck, as you said. And I want to circle back to your story that you were saying that, you know, you stopped volunteering because you didn't have the time anymore. As you said, you know, there's the economics involved. There's just less time available. And also there's more time involved for volunteering. You know, it's yes, you can run those calls, but also you have to have all this training and those training requirements keep becoming more and more strict. For you, if you were talking to someone that wasn't really familiar with the system, what would be your selling points? How do you convince someone that this is worth it?
0: You know, we, we have a we have a phrase we use here as a recruiting tool in Danville some years ago. It was, join us, make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you've ever had that life-threatening medical emergency, if you've ever had that unknown, that fire where you had to call the 911 and then you had to wonder, is anybody coming? Is anybody coming? By joining that system, you can make sure that you're going to be there. The training will make you better as a person. It, it changes your whole perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Because if you can handle somebody else's worst day, not a lot that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. And I see that with our providers. We get we get providers in and they talk about, you know, I'm brand new to this. I'm, I'm very inexperienced. I'm very nervous. And they're very apprehensive. And I always tell them, we're going to take a snapshot of you today. And then in six months, we're going to take another snapshot of you to, to show you where you were and where you are. Mm-hmm. And the transformation to them, personal transformation You see those wide eyes, jaw drop. They can't believe that they're the same person. Six months ago, they look at what they were and they look at what they've become through that training and and all of that education and helping people, and they're doing things that they may not have ever had the confidence to do strictly because they took that training. Mm -hmm. So that confidence breeds over into other areas of their life, too. It just Mm -hmm. expands and grows, and it it completely changes that person all the way around. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, and I've been doing a volunteer of the week campaign for six months at least, and I'm I know I mean that's that's one volunteer a week, and it's I'm nowhere close to being to the end of all the volunteers. <laughs> and I mean we still need more obviously, right. but there are I know there are hundreds of people who are faithfully running calls in this county. Right whenever the call comes you know what regardless of day or time whether it's a holiday in the middle of the night you know there are people who are going to respond not because they're that's their job but because that's what they have decided that's what they want to do i mean brian that's that's all the questions that i have is there anything else that you would want to add or think people should know
0: well i just uh, personally speaking one it's 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 a great opportunity i enjoy the opportunity to be able to serve in the county in any capacity you know the fire rescue commission I enjoy that because I, I feel like we're part of something that's going to make the system better mm-hmm. working with the association and working with the board of supervisors and working with public safety and county administration. Um, I, I'm I'm just tickled to be a part of the entire system because, you know, we, we've come so far in such a short amount of time and I honestly believe the sky's the limit. This thing can be as great as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, it's an opportunity to serve. And I really appreciate that opportunity, be it at Mount Cross as a member there, as a chairman of their board of directors on the commission. Sometimes a lot of people, what about the problem? What about the problem? I like to focus on some of the good things too. So public safety, fire rescue, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, if there's anything I can do for you as chairman of that commission, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. Let me know. Email me. Text me. Let me know your concerns, your problems. And if you have some good things, I have no problem sharing those at those commission meetings either because mm. I always love to try to end on a positive. That's always a good thing. So Mm -hmm. the positive here is, ladies and gentlemen, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it right.
1: (laughs) No, that's awesome. Well, Brian, I really appreciate it. Thanks for for being here.
0: Anytime. Thank you.
1: And now for a few brief announcements. Appointments are still available at the Gretna Community Vaccination Clinic. For an appointment for this Thursday, please call 434-432-3582. That's 434-432-3582. You can leave a message and someone will get back to you within 48 hours. You can also visit pittsylvaniacountyva.gov vaccinations to learn more and schedule your appointment online. During a called meeting on Thursday night, the Pittsylvania County Board of Supervisors approved its budget for fiscal year 2022. The budget includes no tax or rate increases, but does continue the board's goals of increasing annual public safety and education funding. You can learn more about the budget at VA.gov backslash budget.
0: Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.